Okay, hi there. Welcome to episode eight of the Owl and Badger podcast. My name is Tim. I'm joined by my good friend Helen, and we are two Christians trying to do our best to make sense of the world around us from a biblical Christian worldview. Um, so this week we are going to be focusing on a single topic, which we'll get onto in just a moment. But um, we've got just three three short things we'd just like to touch on uh, in the in the news this week. We're not not really going to talk about them as such, but we just wanted to, to mention them. One of them is um, the truckers in Canada, isn't it, Helen? Uh, yeah, they're still standing their ground, aren't they? They are, they are. And uh, the Prime Minister Trudeau is um, starting to uh, get a bit tough with them, it seems, and doing doing some pretty um, pretty drastic drastic measures at the moment. So do keep that situation in your in your prayers and do do try and follow it as well, because it's not it's not easy to find in the kind of mainstream media, is it? No, that's not a big surprise, is it? Um, no, you probably have to look elsewhere away from the BBC and the mainstream media to find good coverage. Yeah, it, but it's worth it's worth doing because it's a massive and it's a massive story. What's going on? What's going on there? So, so that's uh, that's one of the things we'd encourage you to have a look at. Um, one of the other things is is the um, upcoming vaccination for five to eleven year olds, I believe, which they're just starting to roll out here here in the UK. Um, we've not we're not really going to be able to talk much about that at the moment, but that that was quite notable being in in the news today. And the other the other thing was um, tennis player Novak Djokovic, um, who has been in news quite a lot. I'm sure as many of you will know, and you won't need to go to other sources in the, in the media to hear about that story, because we we even shared on Telegram this week from the BBC. Believe it or not, after last last time's last week's podcast, oh, it was this week's podcast, isn't it? We're on a roll at the moment. Um, we we're talking about different news outlets, but actually the BBC did an interview with him, uh, which is worth a listen to what he has to say. What do you think, Helen? Yes, definitely. It's about half an hour, so it's not too long. Um, although that was the edited version. I think there is a longer version somewhere, but I haven't found that yet. Um, yeah, I thought he came across really well, I thought. Mm. Um, you know, I've never met him, but he seemed... I thought I was very impressed. He came across as a humble man, but a strong man. Yeah. Qualities that I admire. Yeah, he he did, didn't he? It was uh, it was yeah, it was it was good. I mean, the some of the some of the kind of questioning was a little bit sort of um, skewed, as you as you probably mm. expect. Yeah. Um, but when I when I listened to it, um, following that on on um, Radio Four, there was a. They spoke to another uh, sportsman from America, and he and he made the comment. Well, he he kind of said, "Well, you know, Novak's great, great player. He's he's you know really respect him, and of course he can he can choose what he he wants to do." And then he said, "But of course the Australian authorities can also choose what they are going to do," and kind of implying everybody has a choice. When actually it's like. Well, this is Novak's point, isn't it? That he doesn't actually have a choice if he's being told you effectively can't work unless you take the vaccine. So mm. it, it, there is this sort of, um, 
you've got to watch for this and you've got to listen to stuff with uh, with a careful ear I think but that was that was a good one um right okay so <clears throat> Helen introduce the topic that we're going to be talking about this week we're going to be talking about something called mass formation which not everyone may have heard about it I'd never heard about it before I listened to a podcast um with a number of of people who who I admire who I think are quite important people to listen to um robert malone is is the one who i first heard talking about mass formation and he um brought this to the fore really in his now infamous podcast with joe rogan ah yes joe rogan uh and then apparently it trended or whatever that means um everyone was googling mass formation um uh, that's a bit of a issue in itself. What happened when people tried to Google it? Um, so it's a theory, a, a theory, which um, has been. Um, well, I don't think it's. I, I think it's a theory that's been around for a long time. But mm -hmm. there's a, a man called Professor Matthias Desmond, who is a clinical psychologist and a university professor from Belgium, and he's the one who's um been studying it i think for some time and um, it was brought to the attention of dr robert malone who then started talking about it and and that's how it's become become something that's been discussed around the world okay and and, and what's the kind of what's the kind of summary if that if it can be summarized just a kind of yeah, summary of what what is mass formation. If you're going to explain that to to somebody in a kind of couple of short sentences, what what might you say? Well, it's um it's a form of hypnosis on on a whole society or on a population, um, resulting in a state which in which the population can be effectively can be controlled or manipulated and directed almost without question and no matter how ludicrous the instruction, which obviously, if that happens, is a very dangerous state to be in and can be exploited by authoritarian leaders. Um, there's there's a, a theory behind this um, about certain conditions that need to be in place in society for it to happen. Mm -hmm. He talks about it happening throughout history, that mass formation is this isn't a new phenomenon that this has been going on through throughout history um but obviously today with all the mass communication that we have there is the potential for this to happen on a much larger scale than ever before uh, okay so so the the mass communication we have i mean obviously we have what we call social media which um, feels a bit of a, a contradictory term if you take a step back from it because social media is often done in social isolation when you're not mm. you're not physically with other people so the the anti social aspect of it media. sorry yeah anti-social anti media anti-social media yeah because because this theory there's there's a there's a link here isn't it because you've got these preconditions so a break in social bonds isn't it and and a kind of social disconnect so something like social media for example makes us think 
perhaps we are connected with people but it but the question is is that connection adequate is it is it is it genuine i i'm not sure it is i in fact i don't think it is i have to be honest but obviously you know people can disagree with that but um that would be my my well, view there's been quite a lot of research hasn't there over recent years on that and particularly looking at the younger generations who rely heavily on social media and how actually things like loneliness have increased dramatically um and and all the things that come with that mm -hmm. you know lack of meaningful relationships um struggling to to make real relationships because it's a false world isn't it social media is not not real it's not yeah it's like yeah it, it is it is false have you have you heard of the um the kind of I, I don't know if game is the right word really but something called second life have you ever heard about that no i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure in the in the west country where you're you're based you you, you must have that but anyway um you, you probably you're probably outside too much helen um so it's like probably. a it's it's like a kind of game where you can you can basically be whoever you want to be but online oh, so creator yeah you're like a you're like a avatar character and you you interact with other people in inverted commas who who are controlled by real people um in this in this virtual virtual world so it gives you this i this it gives you the notion that you're being sociable and i guess it fulfills some of that but perhaps perhaps that's a false thing um and i don't know it's an interesting one isn't it um okay what other what other elements is this kind of preconditions on this theory that we got so the next precondition that you need in society is uh, what they term free floating anxiety, which is a kind of anxiety, which you're a bit unsure of why you're feeling anxious or what okay. is causing it. So it's an anxiety floating around that isn't, you can't quite pin down. So you can't really find a solution. You don't know why you're feeling anxious, but you just do feel anxious. Okay. And so uh, again, research says that levels of anxiety have been increasing in in recent years. It, they have, haven't they? And it's it's it it, it really has rocketed, it rocketed up, um, and it's it's a there's a real sadness there too. Okay, um, what about what about any more any more in this preconditions? Yep. So the next one is um, levels of anger or aggression or frustration um and again a bit like the free floating anxiety not really knowing why people feel frustrated so again not having any particular thing to to hang this frustration on or to to be able to solve the problem okay um and do you think that do you think that's again do you think we've seen an increase in that recently as well because i know it can be easy to kind of look for things when you're aware of them I, you know i get that um mm. but trying to uh take a, a bigger view here do you do you think we have seen an increase in that well i heard um i'm gonna sound like a complete russell brand fan because i mentioned him last time but i heard a, a talk he gave where he was he was saying that levels of um things like anger and aggression and anti-social behavior have have 
increased um, in society, particularly in the West. So, yeah, I'm no expert, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, um, because that's really that is interesting because looking looking at, at at this list and we've got one more to come out of this but the, the the what we talked about the the first one in the other breaking social bonds that disconnect and how technology um increases that i think mm. that can feed into the the anger frustration and, and and aggression aspects of of this as well it, it it nurtures that i think i think technology you know, there's good aspects of technology. I mean, we're using it now, aren't we? Um, but yeah. um, it, if it's if it's allowed to go unchecked, it can have undesirable outcomes. Um, and this thing of not knowing why, yeah, it's not immediately obvious. I don't mm-hmm. think it's not immediately obvious. Like I think about, you know, we've we've both got children, and um, the impact on of technology on them and the impact of technology on their peers is mm. is is massive and i if if you know yes there are some points about technology that are really good but um if i had a choice between like my 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 boys going outside and doing something outside or sitting and playing on the xbox it would be going outside yeah well, every time you know and what do you hear parents talking about so often it's like oh how do i limit their screen time how do i get them off the whatever device it is you know it's a constant you hear it all the time yeah it's a real problem it is a real problem um but perhaps this this is perpetuating this uh well it could be the anxiety thing as well but aggression anyway okay so so we've got those three and there's there's one more isn't there yeah so there's one more which um it is around social disruption. I think all four of these are all interlinked. Um, yeah. Failure of social structures and really crucially, lack of meaning in life. So people feeling just a lack of purpose, a lack of meaning. Again, I think there are studies showing, they've done surveys where um, huge numbers of people feel the work they do has no meaning. You know, it just feels pointless. Um, possibly particularly those who work in in the kind of areas of technology and um more more abstract fields maybe you know when you're when you're making something hammering pieces of wood together you've got a product you you feel productive don't you i i certainly it, it's ta- like it's, tangible. I, it's tangible yeah. it, it is, it yeah. is difficult in, in yeah in the service sector if you like where perhaps you, the products you are creating are intangible and whilst mm. you know they can make a, a difference to people's lives you, they you can't often hold them you can't <laughs> see them sometimes because they're mm. a code or something like that and it's interesting isn't it from a from, you know we're we're christians both of us and a lack of meaning in life it, that's one of the big heart cries of a broken world isn't it it's like like without god life life ultimately is meaningless but it doesn't have to be meaningless because there is a god who loves you and has provided a way for you to actually have meaning in life which is amazing so so to it doesn't have to be this way does it um which is encouraging so so we got these so for this mass formation we got this the these preconditions 
yeah. inner society that we talked about. So we've got breaking social bonds, free, free floating anxiety, things like anger, aggression, frustration, perhaps not knowing why we have those, and then social disruption um, and a lack of meaning in life. So those preconditions, they have to be there and they, they are there in our society. They are there in Western culture, full stop, aren't they? Yeah, so what, what what's the next what's the next thing that needs to so kind then of be in place the theory says that then an event has to occur a significant event which causes great fear or anxiety and a strong leader then has to emerge to address the anxiety and come up with a solution okay so when that happens this all this free floating anxiety then attaches to something to an to an the event the object the narrative and the strong leader the savior figure who's got a strategy to deal with it okay. um, becomes the revered leader who's unable to do wrong because they are solving the problem wow okay so if we if we rewind i have to say that slowly because it's a bit like saying red wine um you can't say it quickly or at least i can't because i just fall over verbally um but if we were to go back there we go i can say that quicker to two years and we were having this conversation i would um perhaps somewhat naively would not be thinking necessarily about our leaders i would be thinking of people like kim jong-un in North Korea or um, you know President China or maybe Russia or something like that or or one of the former stands um, perhaps a small small time dictator mm. but it's uh, it's much closer to home it seems at the moment doesn't it it does yes I think if if you know the beginning of 2020 if I'd heard about this theory I think I'd have thought, oh, well, maybe that's what happened in Nazi Germany. Right. Okay. I, could, I would think, yeah, that that could explain what happened then. But I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine that it would be something that could possibly happen wow. here and now. Okay. So so we've 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 got these conditions, then we have um this this leader who appears and this leader has a strategy to deal with the situation and he's he or she is in a situation where it appears like whatever they do it's the right thing is, is that is that broadly speaking along the yeah, right I lines think so. that's, that's my understanding okay yeah. so what's the next step so th this this is where this mass formation or crowd formation occurs mm -hmm. um where a large group of the population looks to the leader, often apparently it it can be around thirty percent of the population. Okay. Who 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 form this mass, um, and a shared consensus emerges, um, and a, a new social bond is formed. Which of course, if if they were feeling like they haven't got social bonds suddenly there's this this meaning appears you know there's the social bonds of i'm part of something 
um, something which, you know, we can, we heard phrases didn't we uh, two years ago about we're in this together. Yeah, we're all in this together. Becoming yeah. uh, a group yeah. Um, yeah. with a strong leader who can tell everyone what they must do. Um, so, so that, so then, so then the flip side of that is you, you have a, a group which, um, is the the minority. So, if this starts with thirty percent, presumably mm. it quickly ramps up to a lot more than thirty percent because if you, yeah. it has to do that, presumably in order to end up with a minority who, the, who exactly. might be the rebel minority who don't. Yeah see the leader as the savior and do question what is happening is that is that right it kind of yeah. it, it, it blossoms out from 30 very quickly yes i think um what i heard matthias desmond say is that this this around 30 percent are the ones who who are completely taken in completely hypnotized um in this this narrative and then about 40 another 40 percent will kind of be taken along so they're not they're not totally in with it but they don't want to resist it's easier to just go along with what's happening mm. so you effectively then get a, a majority you get you know maybe around 70 percent and then you have the minority who resist who yeah. who who dissent who um stand up in in opposition who who don't want to follow the leader and and this this would this would explain why you can end up if you're not careful in in a totalitarian society where you have that style of leadership and then you have this mass formation impact on how people interact with each other and interact with their leaders um obviously uh, there's uh you know the series band of brothers um it's world war ii um series brilliant where they follow these american paratroopers who go in on d-day and they make their way slowly through france and then into germany and at, at the end it's a bit of a spoiler here but it's, it's quite old now at the end they come across a concentration camp and I think the think the series the title of the series is something like "This is why we do what we do" or something like that. And they come across a concentration camp where the 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 Germans have left. They fled because they know the Allies are are coming. And the camp is full of skeletal figures who are still barely alive. But the camp is next to a town, and so the American soldiers go into the town, and it's like going from like a, a disaster zone to something very normal. And they go into town where the Germans are just, you know, going about their daily business as you, as you expect. And and these soldiers, these American soldiers, are livid. And they go into a shop, and they're dragging out the 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 shopkeeper, and they they're so cross with him for just standing by and allowing what's happening over the road, so to speak. So they drag them out and make them go into the camp to help start clearing it up and sorting it out. But it's that that's an indication of this mass formation, how you get to that terrible point. Mm. And history tells us that we've 
time and time again we've got to that terrible point so it's it's trying to stop that isn't it? it's recognizing the signs yeah. it's like saying look hold on guys this road doesn't end in a good place no well one of the things that's so destructive about this um this behavior is that it results in um part of effectively part of the strategy is the forming of a an enemy and so the rebel minority become the enemy those who don't want to participate in the mass formation become the enemy wow and that that i think it has slight parallels with with other cultural touch points so for for example um it's it it's no longer you you know it's no longer acceptable in our culture to to not um go along with something because you don't agree with it to not go along with something is the same as being actively opposed to it and aggressive towards that particular issue that that society holds so dearly um so that there's there's no there's no more kind of standing by and saying actually i don't agree with you but i'm gonna let you know I, that's it it's you that you either have to be full-on in with it or you're the enemy yeah. <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a similar principle underneath isn't it it's it's really yeah. dangerous and that's the thing isn't it what what we're trying to get at here is it's saying well where what's what's the bigger issue here what's the underlying factors and we've got, I think as Christians, it's so important that we consider what the underlying factors are. Because if we're not doing that, um, I don't think we're, um, I don't think we're doing really what we, what, what perhaps God would have us do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's also, it's important to recognise the nature of the human heart and that we, mm. all of us, um, you know inevitably we have you know sin is part of what we have in our hearts and we can't seem to avoid it no matter how how hard we try um and and as a christian i would say that's the problem and yes. that that's includes you know i'm part of that yes problem. yes yes it is yeah that that is that's hitting the nail on the head isn't it um so what about the kind of narrative that people get, that that people that we um, can go along with if we're not careful um, in in all this? Because looking back over the last last two years, it, this seems to me very clearly what's happened. With obviously the the issue is 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 COVID, but I think there's other issues underneath as well where the same principle applies like especially what we see happening in in schools and universities now mm-hmm. um but it 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 gets to that point doesn't it where if we're not careful if we don't check ourselves the position we hold becomes becomes more and more absurd if we allow this mass formation thing to really take hold yeah well uh, another part of the theory is that as it takes hold because of the strength in the the solidarity um it's almost like people's ears become closed almost like um 
their ability to to reason or to listen to facts just disappears and the narrative can become more and more absurd um more and more ludicrous and and they don't seem to notice and are very happy to go along with it yeah i mean i've i've noticed that more much more recently um and i remember listening to um a podcast with matt letissier in it and he's he has a lot of he has a lot of interesting things to say on this but he he was talking about um you know what 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 do you do when close friends or family just you know think you think you're bonkers for not having the vaccine or for you know not not wearing a mask obediently whenever you're supposed to or not um religiously living by self-isolation ping rules or whatever it whatever it might be whatever it might be and and he he said a very interesting thing i thought he said um you you can't you're not going to change people's minds and he's absolutely right you know we're not we're not going to change people's minds but we can make one another think um if i'm in if i'm in conversation with somebody they might say something that makes me think and if i i might say something that makes them think that's fine that's good Mm. But he said, I'm not I'm not gonna try and change my family or close friends' mind because they become so emotionally attached to the idea that if we take obviously COVID as an example, that, that masks work, that the vaccine is the right thing to do, that 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 um isolating inside inside your house is is, is the best and most important thing to do to, to the minute until you're allowed out, all this kind of thing. You mm. you can't you can't you're not going to change somebody's mind even if you put actual facts in front of them mm. um and that that's we are at that point i think now where where you know we've gone so far down this line that it's too almost feels too costly to look at facts because you might actually think ah actually you know what might might have, might have had the wrong end of the stick here and people could well, turn around true. and say the same about us. They could. But the only thing yeah. I would say to that is, well, we've had the narrative force-fed to us by, as we talked about last time, through the mainstream media. We've we've mm-hmm. had that narrative, but we've also looked at the counter-narrative. We've also looked at the other facts, and we've weighed both up, and we've made a decision on that. And that is the point. If you take everything that's available and you make yeah. a decision, respect. Might still might not agree with you, but you know. But at least then you're not falling for the mass formation thing. No, exactly. Exactly. Or not falling for, but you know, we can all be taken in by it. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think, and I think if you think that. You know, if you came to a position where you thought, oh, my goodness, those things, those things that we've done and abided by and to the letter for for nearly two years. If you came to a point where you thought, actually, those things didn't work and may well have been counterproductive, may well have actually been destructive. That's that's a big thing to deal with isn't it because <laughs> you've invested such a lot two years of your life and your d- 
decision making and your emotional i don't know engagement and it, and if you if you came to a point where you you thought that may have been based perhaps on on a, a number of things that weren't true that's difficult that's that that yeah that is that is that is difficult and I, and i think there's two there's probably at least two things with that the first is as as you know as christians we have to be gracious with one another i don't get everything right i don't i don't you know say everything right you know listening to the our last podcast i'm thinking oh good grief tim why did you say that you shouldn't have said this you should have done that <laughs> you know um so so yeah definitely don't don't get everything right but it's this is where we can i think help help one another and it and is saying look it's 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 okay we 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 may have disagreed on various things up to this point but if this isn't about one person being right and the other person being wrong this is about helping one another to actually navigate through this in a way that that ultimately leads to life and not destruction <laughs> Yeah. You know, for us and and the society in the society as Christians, in where we're supposed to be salt and light. And I think, yeah, there, there's there's certainly lots of room for grace, and I think that's really, really important. Um, that's really important with this. But that has to go hand in hand with. With also, you know, say, speaking the truth in love and being being clear about things, and and perhaps saying, actually, you know what, maybe this isn't okay because of this. Because it's not just what we think; it's why we think it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think part of the problem, which is is part of what we've been saying for a long time, which is it's really important to question it's really important to discuss things it's really important to think through ideas think through decisions we make why we're doing things the way we are um because if if you do that if we all did that then then i don't think a mass formation would be possible i don't think it would be possible for you know, a large part of the population to be taken in by a particular narrative because if everyone was, like you said before, looking at both sides of the story all of the time, as much as is possible, then I, I don't I don't think that would be as likely to happen. I agree. No, yeah, I agree I agree with that. But I, I think in our culture, there's a very much follow the crowd. Um, people talk about groupthink, don't they? Um, I think it's more prevalent now, possibly, than it has ever been before. It it, it is it is, and it's it's been it's been kind of bubbling away under the surface, especially kind of like, like we were just saying a bit a few moments ago, like like in schools, but mainly in universities. A lot of it started in America. Yeah. Um, but we, we we see it here now, where you, you know you can only say certain things, or you can't you 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 can't disagree with the 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 mainstream ideology particularly easily without being you know an outcast. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this all feed, feeds into this whole mass mass formation thing. I mean, looking back at these last last two years, you know, we had these preconditions that we talked about there already in society. Um, we yeah. had a particular event that occurred with 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 a narrative and one of the things actually just a very quick thing to touch on that it's astounding how pretty much most of the world perhaps bar sweden all did the same thing mm. i mean if that doesn't strike you as odd um that that is that is quite a thing and it is worth remembering yeah. that that's never happened before. I don't ever. think that's never happened before. No, it hasn't. And actually, where you see that there now people have put together videos of different world leaders using the same words yeah. over and over again. Build, the build same back phrases, better. Yes. Build yes. back better. Um, which is... Keeping you odd. safe. <laughs> that's another Keep one. Safe. Yeah. Keeping you safe. We're in it together. Yes, yeah. So, so the ingredients were there, and this this mass formation quickly, quickly kind of happened, didn't it? There was lots of compliance. There was there's been this strange um, desire, at least at least reported in in the good old mainstream press, this desire for, mm. uh, if not more restrictions, at least restrictions to be maintained, like a headline in. in... Yeah, go on. Yeah. Even in the uh, press conferences, I remember really early on, um, I don't remember ever hearing any news reporter questioning what was being done and saying, hold on a minute, what about the implications of this? The questions were, were, well, is that all you're doing? Why why are you not doing more? Why? (laughs) Lock us down harder. harder. What, what do you what do you mean you're letting us out for an hour? Surely half an hour is sufficient, <laughs> isn't it, to buy to buy food and to 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 walk my children? Um, but I mean, I saw a funny thing. I mean, on um, on Twitter the other day about University in Nevada, where there was a group of students who who were calling for mask mandates to be reinstated uh, because clearly they felt they felt unsafe. To be fair, I think they were in a minority, but it was still, it was mildly amusing to be honest. But but that but that's just perhaps how far this can go, and how unhelpful it is to people if that's what it leads people people to do. And we often hear that word solidarity, don't we? Which you know we're we're both um, kind of children of the eighties, aren't we? When when the Cold War was at its at its arguably at its height, and solidarity was not a word in our lexicon it was it was very much a word that you'd associate with um communist socialism i think mm. and yet now we see that that banded around a lot this idea that that again we're we're in it in it together we're protecting others i wear a mask because i care about the other person it's it's, mm-hmm. it's slightly insidious ideas like this which which we all saw and in some places, still, still see. Um, and of course, we saw control and manipulation by by authorities over. Um, well, what 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 did we see? There was loads of things, wasn't there, over the last two years? Oh, well, over our entire lives at times, wasn't it? What yeah. we could do, where we could go, uh, whether or not we could work, um, what medical treatments we could or couldn't have, and, and um, on your own as well. 
which was yes. which was incredibly yeah. heartbreaking for many people that's it that's people a, dying uh, oh, on their own. it's just awful um yeah. social interaction how many people you can have christmas with um yeah. um i didn't pay that one any yeah. attention um wh- what else have we got there's a testing. relentless testing isn't it yeah the the pinging if you having the app on your phone quite white i mean that's that is a that's an i mean this feeds into it doesn't it the fact that we're very attached to our to our smartphones and we're used to having Mm. everything on a smartphone and and this is this is a rabbit hole for another day but um that was the the perfect setup for in this mass formation for being essentially enslaved to an app to tell you you can't leave the house i mean again if we'd said this when steve jobs did his keynote in 2007 i think it was for the iphone so you can imagine there should have been somebody standing up saying don't do it (laughs) (laughs) mind if he didn't do it somebody else would have done it um yeah censorship quarantine okay and then and then what's the next one the the enemy the enemy figure was 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 formed that's the next part wasn't it we saw in the last two years yeah, what called lots of things the anti-lockdowners, COVIDiots, yeah. the unvaccinated, the anti-vaxxers, the truckers at the moment. So they become the the enemy group, the, yeah. the dangerous one. It it and and the irony of this is that it's often the liberal left that push this kind of thing the most and yet they would normally be the first ones to be saying oh you can't call somebody that you can't say this you can't mm-hmm. say that but they're quite happily banned around all these phrases especially like um hold on a minute my microphone's slipping out to make a right racket um especially things like anti anti-vaxxers which is possibly well in in the context it's used ridiculous quite honestly because most people I know who haven't had the um, COVID vaccine have had lots of other vaccines. So yeah. quite how and that makes them anti-vaxxer is beyond me. But, yeah. yeah, but anyway. Uh, and, uh, and of course, then, then you know, if you're any of these things, you're far right, you're a racist, misogynist, extremist, yeah. anti-science. Like you were saying last last time, Helen, I mean, what is the science? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, you've got, you got um, scientists on both sides of the argument. Uh, it's just you only hear from one side right okay and then then we got we got the kind of mistreatment of the um, of the enemy the so-called rebel minority that's that's is that the final piece of this kind of mass formation jigsaw here yeah and we saw that didn't we seen that well still seeing it now in you know people those people being silenced censor the dissenting voices um remove their rights and freedoms you can see that with vaccine mandates vaccine passports um preventing preventing protest if it's the wrong kind of protest yeah and and the and the there's what there's the potential bill going through in the uk which is going to have mass potentially serious implications for this going forwards i think in in a negative Mm -hmm. sense um but i think i suppose many people would say well, look what's happening. The the 
countries are taking away the need for vaccine passports. We're seeing even Israel, you know, who went a bit kind of, I don't know what they were doing, but they, they went way too far on this whole thing. But even they are kind of talking about lifting restrictions now, which is, which is good. But um, I think there is this sense that oh well all these these things have all gone they're all going now it'll all go back it'll all go back to what how it was um, but I don't think it will I think this is this is the, the because the the the, the way forwards is now being set with you know mm. so many things have been tried and so many people have been compliant. The world actually, is a different place. It is a different now. place. It is a different place. There's no going back to. I don't think there is. What it was. No, I don't. I don't think there is at all. Um, and this, this is, this is, this is the, the point. As Christians, we should be aware of this whole mass formation thing. Is is that it affects not only the here and now, but it also affects the future, doesn't it? About where yeah. where things where things where things are heading. But ultimately, as Christians, we know that um, Jesus is coming back, and mm. um, stuff is going to get worse before it gets better so there is that, <laughs> that side yeah. to it as well so let's finish let's finish shall we on a i mean before we finish on that do we do we have anything else to to, to say on this because it it sounds to me like it's a massive subject that yeah it I, it is and and i've only scratched the surface really in in listening to it being um being summarized but one of the things actually that i heard matthias desmet saying was about how how can you help people to wake up from this this state that that they're in the ones who've who've been really taken in and i think from the outside it it's quite upsetting when you see people who i mean i i know some people who who i thought were completely rational human beings before and i've seen them behave in extraordinary ways right. and and i think it looks like a very stressful state to be in so i i want them to wake up because i think yeah. that they they are it, it's very damaging for them and for their their health and well-being so he says um that there's a, a three things that are really important one is for those who who have opposing voices so those who are pushing against the established narrative to continue to speak out even when they feel no one's listening but just to continue speaking out yeah keep keep on um the other thing is to to help people to connect in the real world so do whatever you can to build community to establish networks to um you know to help people to to reconnect um and and the other thing which i thought was really interesting he said that actually if you have these people who who were already in the state when we talked about these preconditions, so were feeling anxious and and not really happy in society as it was, then he said the worst thing you can do is to say we want to go back to the old normal because <laughs> he was like that's what they were trying to escape from. That's what many people right. found so dissatisfying okay. the state we were in. That's why they jumped at something new, something different that gave them a sense of solidarity. I thought that was, that was quite interesting. That we kind of need a new vision for going forwards. That is, that is. I hesitate to say new normal because I think that's been used in 
yeah. not a very helpful way. No, that is that is really that is really interesting, and and it, and this is why as Christians we we um we believe that we have the answer found in yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that you know this this longing that we all have for that kind of there must be more to life than this you know the old normal didn't satisfy well i'm afraid the new normal isn't going to satisfy either there's only one who can satisfy and that's that's jesus um and and this is the wonderful opportunity for the church in this isn't it yeah yeah Uh, definitely and and i guess sorry go on well there's so many so many ways to to help people to to understand that i think one of them is um helping people to understand that they are as an individual how valuable they are um that they have a unique identity and that they're created by god and precious to him yeah you know and just that goes against against you know what our society i think tells us which is really that as individuals we aren't significant yeah that's that's right and and this is where this this collectivism this solidarity from a a worldly point of view might seem quite appealing um Mm. but actually yeah the bible teaches us that as individuals we have like saying worth before god and um, we have an individual responsibility but as christians it's our individual responsibility that leads to a collective responsibility and i use the word collective in a good way there um and our identity as christians our identity is in jesus christ and that's that's just an amazing amazing thing um and also we want to be encouraging other christians to you know our job is not to simply follow the crowd no. It's to do what is right according to God's word. And um, the church, when, as a church, we're not there to be an echo chamber for government policy. We're not there to be an echo chamber for for whatever the current uh, medical advice is. That's not the church's no. role. And yet, sadly, we've seen so much of that. And we're still seeing that at the moment. And that's 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 not what the church is called to do. It simply isn't. Um, there's wonderful opportunity here, isn't there? And it's looking to Jesus and His authority and His leadership, and not to the to the world's authorities and leaders. Because the Bible tells us Jesus is the King of Kings, He's Lord of Lords. He's coming back to reign. Going to come in back yeah. to show us how it's done, which is something to look forward to. Um, what else have we got? Do not fear. Yeah, definitely. Yes, we've talked about that lots before, haven't we? But those messages of of we do not need to fear and how many times the bible tells us do not fear don't worry do not be anxious and there's plenty of things around to worry about but you know focus on the here and now focus on don't look further maybe maybe look a bit tomorrow but you know don't worry unnecessarily about the future or what could or couldn't happen yeah and and again the whole thing of fear as well isn't it is that that the church has the message which is the antidote to fear which again yeah. is is found in jesus and yeah. it, you know, 
it's just like golden opportunity um so yeah well anything anything else to add helen as we bring this to a close well i think another thing um which we've we've probably talked about before but I, i always like to to think you know just look at the person of jesus and how he lived his life on this earth and how he treated people um, look at his treatment of the outcast, those on the fringes of society, the poor, the minorities, the those who were deemed unclean in in that society. Um, that shows us how important every single individual is. Yes. To yes. Him. Yeah. And that there can be no kind of there must never be an underclass or the the others or the group that are seen as the problem that you know the problems we face in society well they're the fault of those people those are the the others they are the unclean or they are the unvaccinated or they are the whatever it is that that's really dangerous really destructive and we can we, we just need to encourage one another and help one another one another as christians to um to remember that don't we to return to and to think about jesus as example um and to ask for his help to to live by that yeah Um, and the other the other thing with his example is that he wasn't he wasn't just meek and mild and um yeah (laughs) you know sit there and comply with everything and do do as he's told jesus he was a rebel. Yes. His example of standing up to figures of authority, not going along with the crowd, speaking out, teaching truth. Um, and he also, there's so many examples where he, he was talking with people, you know, dialogue and relationship and um, the importance of prayer, dialogue with God, with his father um, yeah. and how important that was. And then having a purpose, he was very clear about his purpose and, and what he was trying to show people. Every person that he met was showing them their worth and their purpose. Yes. Yeah. If they chose to accept it. Yeah. And, and, point, and pointing them to, to, the, to the matter of eternity. And, and, and it's all wrapped up, isn't it, in... in in this amazing just message of good news that we find in the bible but that is that is a great that is a great point we ha- we can have all too easily this this um misconception of of who jesus is mm. um yeah we don't want to be we never want to be creating a more manageable god <laughs> we want we want no. to um don't try and put him in a box no definitely not definitely not right well look shall we shall we end there yeah okay we're 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 going to try and no i'm not sure i should say this we're going to try and do this more i was going to say every week but i know that that will probably i will probably fail we will probably fail i will probably fail on that one but we are going to try and do this uh more regularly i can't say the word i need to go to elocution (laughs) lessons that's the one yeah i'll go for an easier word more often anyway right well look thanks for listening made it this far really well done um yeah see you guys soon Yep.
Bye. The Owl and the Badger.